and welcome to Faith of the Frontiers. I am joined this time by my new co-host, Austin Stevenson. Hi, Austin. Hello. Thank you very much for joining the team. Yeah, I'm really glad to be here. So, Austin, how long have we known each other? That's a good question. Quite a long time. Though, I guess we didn't that's, quite overlap at Regent. Maybe, yeah, six years ago? Yeah, so Austin and I have more things in common than most people do, because we both did our master's degrees at Regent College in Vancouver, and then we both moved to Cambridge for our PhDs, although Austin moved after I did, and we didn't actually know each other at Regent. And then, what did we do next? And then we both went to the other place. <laughs> yeah. And, and to, to Oxford, but not just to Oxford. We went to the same college in Oxford. <laughs> yeah, it was, I, uh, my, uh, my plan, my career plan was simply to f- follow Barney wherever he ended up. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Although this most recent move we've just made, I've sort of followed you perhaps, because we've both moved to America at the same time, although Austin, of course, is moving back to his homeland and I'm moving away from my homeland. <laughs> That's right. I'm no longer dealing with visa things and now you are. <laughs> Indeed. Sad story. But anyway, Austin has come up with a great idea, which we've started recording episodes for, for our next series on, on this podcast. Austin, do you want to give us a little introduction to this new series? Yeah, so we're thinking about um, faith and the challenge of history. And I think it's a particularly interesting one to address because it may be the most fundamental challenge to theology that's posed by modernity, far more so than the natural sciences, I think, though people typically would assume the natural sciences are probably the biggest question. Very interesting. You're upping the ante there. I've just run two series on faith, on religion and science, and you're like, no, that's not the really important thing. (laughs) History's the really important thing. Yeah, that's right. I think I think it genuinely is. I think um, my sense is that most of the sort of enmity between theology and the natural sciences was sort of manufactured for social and political reasons. Um, but most of that's not a genuine um, problem for theology. But history, it raises r- real serious questions. And there's a couple reasons maybe for that. So we can sort of outline a couple of those. Yeah. What, what are some of these challenges? Some of our listeners might be thinking, why is history a challenge? I mean, it just is what happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it is. Um, so one of the things that happens, I think it's a challenge for the nature of theology itself. So in the modern period with the development of historical criticism, that raises questions for what even is theology or what should it be? Um, and there's various ways that you could think about this, but, you know, one would be just this idea that, you know, we developed scientific methods that allowed us to do extraordinary things when it comes to the natural world. And the humanities wanted the, to do the same. And so historical criticism is essentially the method that a lot of humanities disciplines zeroed in on as the way that they could become scientific as well. And sort of acquire objectively valid, provable results that that are then just true for all time and can't be changed. Yeah, that's right. So is is there a method by which we could remove our subjectivity from the equation in humanities disciplines? And so we could think about that in, um, you know, I mean, history itself, in kind of literary studies, um, in philosophy and in theology, this kind of question, can we get a sort of objective theology by using these methods, right? And and a lot of that centers on the Bible, especially. Um, can right? Can can we sort of 
get ourselves, mm -hmm. extricate ourselves from tradition. So this would be the other key question. <laughs> what do we do with tradition? Is tradition, uh, is that a bad thing? Is, th are these is that an obstacle to just a clear, pure way of reading the Bible, for example? Yeah. Is it a form mm -hmm. of bias? Um, and mm. is it a power play? You know, what, what, what is tradition? And I'm reminded of a, a blog I once saw um, by a friend of mine, and the, the strap line of the whole blog was, how much of what I believe is just tradition and how much is scripture? Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right? So that's, that is a very, the, in modernity, that becomes a major question. Um, I think for ancient mm. Christians, that wouldn't have made sense, much sense as a question. And we'll maybe talk along the way about why that is. Um, but it becomes a big question, actually. Can we just read the Bible objectively and know what the Bible says? And is that going to be at odds with what tradition says? And that's my where a lot of my research has sort of centered is this, this question of the nature of theology and its relation to history as a method. But then there's also questions about sort of the history of the church as well. And so the other mm. way we might think about tradition is Christians believe in divine providence. We believe that God acts, that he acts in the church. But also history tells us that the church has done bad things and Christians have done bad things. God wasn't always acting through the church, yeah. Yes, and so <laughs> it raises these serious questions for us as Christians. You know, after a couple thousand years of Christianity, what do we do with that? And do we have a sort of necessary relationship to that? What, is, what does that look like? So there's kind of two different types of challenge that history poses then. One is like, how do we know our history? How do we find out what happened in history and what if the things that the historians are telling us is that some of the things in the Bible can't be trusted or aren't actually historical? Uh, is that a challenge to faith? If so, how does faith respond to it? That kind of thing. But there's a different kind of challenge, which is things that nobody really disputes happened or no historian disputes happened, like the Inquisition or the Crusades, which people say they are a, um, a blemish on on the reputation of the church, right? Yeah, and so I, I think these questions of, and, and, and you know, the, and even broadly we think about, you know, the ways in which Christians used scripture to support slavery or war, you know, a, a lot of things where we have these complex questions about what if some of that was legitimate? Does that mean that scripture is bad? Or what, you know, what do we do today? Um, you know, how do we kind of, are there lessons to be yeah. learned here? Is this shameful? Is this... Um, so these kinds of questions, you know, there's a type of Christian that might want to insulate themselves from that or always tell a story that makes the Christians come off looking good in the end. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that the question that we have as theologians is what what's required of us in terms of kind of honesty and justice? And then what do we do with that once we once we know know that history? Yeah. So, so how do we as Christians respond rightly to some of these uh, blemishes on the reputation of the church? Do we ignore them? Do we whitewash them? Do we, How do we take them seriously? That kind of thing. Yeah, so I think um, that's broadly the idea was maybe we can chat to some people with various areas of expertise who thought about these things and and see see what kind of insights we might draw. And I think underlying these underlying these questions are really deep questions about what is truth? Wow, that's a big question. That's a big, yeah, it's a good, uh, good seminar question, um, right? But these these things about you know is truth is truth a set of objective facts that exists out in the world? Is truth an event where 
people come into contact with something and are changed. Mm. What kind of what what is truth, and what's how does that relate to then you know theology and faith and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, kind of an important thing to have an answer to if we want to believe what is true, right? Yeah, that's right. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So so we're starting this series, and we've already recorded a few of these interviews. We've started this series with the challenge of, of history to the Bible and the way we read the Bible. Is the Bible historically accurate? Uh, does it need to be historically accurate for us to be Christians? You know, those kinds of questions. Um, and I should say, I should just issue a little disclaimer to my listeners, to our listeners here, um, you will not agree with all of the different <laughs> Bible scholars who we have invited because they don't all agree with each other. So, and we don't always push back, Austin and I, we don't always push back and say exactly what we think. We just like to hear from this particular Bible scholar, whoever it is we're interviewing, and get their viewpoints on the table. Sometimes we push back a little bit, but sometimes we just let them talk and we don't say whether we agree or not, and you are welcome to disagree as well. But if you find it disturbing or if you find it a bit uncomfortable, some of the challenges that they raise to the historicity of the Bible, then just hang in there, keep listening, because <laughs> you'll hear other views. <laughs> you'll hear other Bible scholars offering other viewpoints, but we wanted to offer a whole diversity of different perspectives. And I think Austin and I will... will um, offer the odd episode that's just the two of us where we reflect back on previous episodes and then are a bit more explicit about where we stand and what we think. Yeah, that's right. There's a couple of points, I think, in the episodes we've already recorded where I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate and then I realize I maybe sound like I have views that I don't actually have. <laughs> but I think that that's okay because we're sort of just, we're trying to get the you know various kind of streams of thought out there and articulated clearly so that then we can wrestle with with them. Yeah, it's part of the point of this podcast that it's not just a sort of channel for everything that Austin and I uh, happen to believe, but it's a it's a conversation, it's an open conversation with a lot of different points of view. And so you'll hear a lot of different points of view. And and I think in this conversation especially it's one where you'll find even, you know, if you go to various kind of seminaries or theology faculties where people broadly are this of the same theological persuasion, they'll also disagree about a ton of these things. Um, this is a key area where there's there's a lot of sort of broad questions and disagreement among people who otherwise think a lot the same. So I think it's a sort of yeah. faithful reflection of, of the state of these things. Great. Well, I, I'm really excited about getting this, this uh, series started. And the, the first episode will be shortly after, shortly after this. And it, it's great to have Austin on board helping, helping out with the interviews and giving shape to some of this, this particular series. So thanks very much, Austin. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad to be joining you. I've, I've loved listening to previous series. So I'm excited to be part of the conversation. Great. Tune in soon. 